The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Welcome to The Career Confidant, and thank you for joining us today. This is your host for The Career Confidant, Marie Zimanoff, and we are here every week to talk about how you can take control of your own career. So we talk about career advancement, job search, using social media, networking, resumes, all of the tools and and resources that you need to be able to move up, move out, start your own business. That's what this show is all about. So we're glad that you've joined us here today. Again, we're going to cover a great topic for you, really no matter where you are in your career, because today we're going to talk about time management. Now, this is one of those things that all of us know what to do, but we typically have a hard time executing it. So we're always busy, right? That that word, and I try to stop myself from saying it, because I know that that busy does not mean effective, busy does not mean productive, Right, busy just is something that we say because we don't know what else to say or because we're trying to look busy. And so how do we use our time most effectively? How do we get what we want out of our day, whether you're job searching or trying to make a good impression so that you can get promoted? It's important that we think about these strategies and some reminders here today. Hopefully you'll get a few new tips, I'm sure, You'll also hear things you already know, but a good reminder of things that you might want to put in place today or tomorrow. So before we get into some of the time management tips, let's talk a little bit about our 15 top time wasters. So this is an article that I found on a blog, Brandon Gale. G-A-I-L-L-E dot com, Gailey, Brandon Gailey. And it's an infographic, it's very fun to think about that we have 24 hours a day, 1,440 minutes per day. And so we're thinking about how do we use that time the best, right? How do we use this time? So first we'll talk about some of the things that we don't do well. So not listening. So when we're not listening to something and multi multitasking is maybe the biggest thing that gets in the way of us listening, 
then we're not really paying attention to how we could get the most out of our time. Not listening for when people could be able to help us. We're not listening to people's ideas that might stop us from going down the wrong road. We are doing whatever else we're doing, usually multitasking or thinking about what we're going to say next instead of listening. The second one is not finishing. So the easiest way to measure someone's effectiveness is to see what they actually get done. And so you want to make sure that in your and all of the things that we're going to talk about, how is your time management going to help you finish things? How do you incentivize yourself or motivate yourself to finish things if you're not a great finisher? Working late, number three. So this is one that people say all the time, right? That, oh, I'm just working so many hours. And have you ever noticed that the amount of work you have expands to fill the hours that you spend, right? You could work nonstop and you would have enough work to fill that time. But it hurts our creativity. It hurts our productivity when we don't take breaks, right? When we work nonstop. And that that working late really cuts into our time management skills, our productivity. Number four, lack of focus. So this is kind of come into the forefront in the last few years that multitasking is not a great thing. That when we aren't focused on getting the things that need to get done, done first, we try to do too many things at once and really we end up being very unproductive, right? So that lack of focus gets in our way. Bad planning, so we're gonna talk about that more as we talk about some of our time management tips, but we really wanna think about planning. Do we spend enough time planning so that we can actually be effective and productive when we're working? Make means that we'll have to take some time out of that busy day to do that planning, right? Number six, not surprisingly, technology interruptions, right? Our, our technology is controlling us. It's not an asset. It's a distraction. And we're not able to be effective because we're constantly being pinged with, oh, you've got a new Facebook post. Well, how important or or urgent is that, right? And yet that technology is consistently in our mind, in our earshot, distracting us. Seven, initiative overload. This one made me smile because this is definitely um, one of my issues here. Initiative overload, biting off more than you can chew, right? Starting more things than you could possibly finish. Making that to-do list that that is just impossible. Number eight, drop-in visits. So if you work in an office or if you work virtually, this could be the phone ringing, right? When you don't have that scheduled and someone pops in and we'll talk about some of the ways to manage that bad delegation so not knowing what needs to be done by you and what things could be done by others and how to do that right it's a skill that all of us need to learn to be able to 
to delegate the things that can be delegated. Poor organization. So knowing where things are, what needs to get done. Lots of technologies to help us do that. Maybe even an overwhelmingly plethora amount of technologies that can help us get organized. And still, some of us struggle with it. Procrastination. So not eating those frogs. I'm not sure where that saying came from. But not bringing those big items to closure. Not tackling the challenging problems. Putting those off gets in our way, right? Improper use of yes and no. So we're going to talk about this in a strategy that you can use to help figure out what things to say no to, because I think that is one of the biggest challenges for most of us. 13, unproductive meetings. So what, what types of meetings really make sense? How long do you really need to spend in meetings? And I know lots of companies are working on this, and we'll talk about a few strategies for that as well. Not learning. So making the most out of our time means that we have to evaluate and learn from things that we've done. We also have to keep learning about new technologies that can help us be more productive, have to learn what's going on in trends so that we know what to say no to. All of that, staying up on top of the trends, is a big piece of being effective and knowing how to manage our time. 15, last one, not engaging. So if we are trying to do everything by ourselves, right? We're working in a vacuum, we don't collaborate. And so then we don't get any opportunities to leverage other people's time, ideas, solutions. We're, we're sitting here by ourselves, most likely not being as productive or effective as we could be. So those time, time wasters right? Those are, we're going to talk through some strategies for dealing with those. They come from a study done by Into Growth. It's a blog, so you might check that out. And again, not listening, not finishing, working late, lack of focus, bad planning, or lack of planning, Technology interruptions, initiative overload, drop-in visits, bad delegation or failure to delegate, poor organization, procrastination, improper use of yes and no, (laughs) I like that one, unproductive meetings, not learning, and not engaging not collaborating, not reaching out to others. So those are some of the ways that we can get in our own way. Let's talk a little bit about some of the strategies that you can use to, well, let's start with email. So email is one of those, oh, double-edged swords, right? You have to have it. You have to be able to communicate with others. Everybody else wants to use it. And yet, 
it can run our lives, right? It can it can get into where all you're doing every day, all day, is answering emails. I don't know if you've been there, but I, I've been there where you spend the whole day doing something and then you think, well, gosh, what did I do? I'm not sure. And, and it becomes this all-consuming activity just to answer your emails. So one of the best strategies that, that I've heard is to select times when you are going to check your email. So how are you going to spend less time? It's actually one of those weird things where you schedule less time to do it, right? So my strategy typically is morning, lunch, and then after after work or at the end of the day, not after work, but at the end of the day, so that you're really limiting the amount of time that you're spending there. And that keeps you from always making everything urgent, which we'll talk about here in just a few minutes. So that's the first strategy. The second is to create some kind of a system where you respond right away, right? Not having to touch things twice is a big productivity strategy. And so if you look at an email, respond right away, or one one email or one article I was looking at recommended that you have a folder that's respond by this date so that you can file it and go back to it later when you have time or you've scheduled time to go back and look at those emails that need your attention. So scheduling when you're going to look at those emails, responding to things right away, and or filing things for further review if they take more time than you have or they take research before you can answer whatever it might be that prevents you from responding right away. So we're going to take a short break here, then we'll come back. We're going to talk about some more time management strategies, ways that you can take control of your workday, take control of your job search, whatever it might be that's keeping you overly busy at the moment. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Game-changing technologies and strategies are transformational, exciting, and disruptive. They shake up your status quo, get your thinking about new ways to scale, compete, and grow, and move you in new directions. 
you're invited to take your coffee break with Game Changers on Tuesdays at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern Time for our special series on The Digital World. Learn how to be the savvy leader who looks ahead to the next wave of business innovation. Digital World with Game Changers, presented by SAP on the Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we are talking about time management, right? How do you make things get done and what I hear from a lot of people today they're talking about time being the new currency right there's so much to do there's so much content to read whatever it is that you're trying to achieve the thing that you probably need more of and will never have more of is time right and so we're talking about some of the things you can do to be careful of how you're wasting time. And then we were talking a little bit about email. And so the first tip for, for our email was to schedule times to check it. Some people say once a day. I think that probably depends on, on your job. If you only check it once a day, there that may not work if you're in a customer service role or whatever that might be. But you can still schedule it, even if it's at the beginning of every hour or Uh, if you really need to or like I was saying I do it three times a day my email is actually set up to only come through once an hour some weird thing that's going on with my server but it's perfect right it actually stops me from overly obsessing and and making those things more urgent than they need to be and thinking about you know can you create templates if you send the same emails over and over again And then, you know, this is hard for those of us who use email to market, but really thinking about unsubscribing from those things that you don't read. How can you get rid of things in your email box that don't add value? And and that's a challenge for all of us who do marketing to make sure that we're adding value. But that's a good strategy to really go through your emails and think about, and right away, right? If you recognize that this email comes into your email box and you never look at it, do it right then, unsubscribe from it so that it doesn't keep taking up your time. All right, so moving beyond email, let's talk a little bit about one of these tools that people talk about a lot that I had never really used until I saw an article that helped it make more sense. So, this comes from Dwight Eisenhower, right? And it was a time management tool that kind of evolved out of a, a quote, I guess. It seems like reading up on it a little bit. That there's this idea that things can be important 
or urgent or or both, I guess, in some ways. And it created this matrix, right? They call it now the Eisenhower matrix. And, oh, here's the quote. I have two kinds of problems at Eisenhower, the urgent and the important. The urgent are not important, and the important are never urgent. So that's a lot, right? So thinking about how do we actually do something with that, and people always say, oh, is that urgent or important? Well, I don't know. So thinking about what really is urgent. So those things that are urgent need to get done right away, right? The things that are important typically are are bigger picture, longer term. They would be, they, they need to get done, but they're not necessarily always urgent, right? So you've got your matrix set up in a little square. One side is urgent, one side's important. Thinking about this, so if it's urgent and important, it should be a very short list of things that we must do immediately. Short being very important there, right? What is urgent and important? And so when we talk about planning every day, this might be a great thing to do in the morning or some people do it at night before the next day. What really is urgent and important for tomorrow? So here's where we get into some other pieces that I really like. What's urgent but less important? So it really needs to get done, but it's not a huge impact to my business or it's not a huge impact to the customer. Those are great things to delegate because it's urgent. It needs to get done right away, but it's not as important, which means that you could give a staff member an opportunity to do it. And if they learn a lesson, you know, it's not the end of the world. So it's that idea of you're urgent and important, you're doing, you're urgent but less important, you're delegating so that it gets done right away. But it's not something that you have to do. So what about those things that are important but not really urgent? Those things tend to linger, right? They don't ever get done because they're not urgent, but they really are important. Those are the things that you need to schedule into your days. That time for planning, that time for development, whether it's, you know, if you're developing a new program or developing a curriculum or developing a business strategy, those are the things that we oftentimes push off because they're not urgent, but they keep us from achieving what we need to achieve in our business or in our work because they really are important. Now, what about those things that are not urgent and not important? Well, you might think, well, that just, you know, that falls off. Well, not necessarily, right? It falls off if you let it. So if it's not urgent and it's not important, those things you have to consciously stop doing, right? And that might be checking Facebook when your Facebook dings on your phone. Not urgent, not important, very tempting because it gets you out of whatever it is that you're trying to do. It's that little escape door, but it's not really doing you any good. 
So let's think about this in a different way. So if it's urgent and important, you do it now. Those might be complaints from customers. Those might be projects. It might be a meeting or appointment that you've set on your own calendar to get something done. Again, that's those are those things that sometimes we put off, but if we put it on our calendar, it needs to get done now. That makes it urgent, right? Thinking about those things that are urgent and not important. So we talked about that we could delegate, right? Those are also the things we might say no to. So it might be a request that someone else is trying to make urgent. But we know that it's not important. So we can explain that to them. It might be a process that is always done, but it it doesn't make sense. So we go through and we really think about, does this process make sense? It might be that interruption where we have to decide, right? Is Is it important or not? Because someone's trying to make it urgent. And that's probably the most challenging thing in a business environment is to make those decisions, right? How urgent is this? How much impact will it have into the business and on my customers, on whatever it might be, so that I know what box to put it in? And then let's go back to that planning piece. So those things that are important, but they're not urgent, and they tend to slip again because they're not urgent. Those are the things that we really need to schedule time into our days for, for planning, for researching, for networking and relationship building, right? So if you're going to think about growing in your career, we know that that's important, that networking, but it's definitely not urgent. And for most of us, it's not comfortable, so we don't do it. So you're going to have to put that into your schedule, thinking about how you can do that at work, if, if you're working, how you can do that as part of your job search. It takes that plan to be able to make that happen. And there is some part of this important but not urgent that's your self-care, right? Your exercise, your praying or meditating or whatever it is that you do that's important for your well-being which probably isn't isn't ever urgent until you're sick right or until you're having some kind of breakdown because you didn't take care of it so those are the things that we have to schedule in we have to plan to do those things so I hope that that's been helpful to think about urgent as Im- urgent and important is something you do now. Important but not urgent is something you plan to do. Urgent but not important as something that you say no to and explain or seek to change to make sure that it's it's getting out of the way. And then not urgent and not important are those distractions resistance cease, right? <laughs> that we're going to resist the urge to open those doors of to the not urgent and not important in ways that 
get in the way of being productive. So though that little do now, plan to do, reject and explain, resist and cease comes from a website called Zest E Biz. Zest E, the letter E, Biz. Great article on what is effective time management and kind of explaining that Eisenhower matrix. The other article that that gave the quote from Eisenhower was the Globe and Mail, how to manage your time like a president. There you go, how to manage your time like a president. So thinking about that Eisenhower matrix, a great way to just rethink how we're deciding what to do. And I think that that is a challenge that most of us face. We have a certain amount of priorities that are quite obvious, and then we get into all these other pieces of our day where we're not sure to say no, we're not sure if that's urgent, and which category it really falls into. So, of course, the number one tip, and we're going to go into some more tips for time management here, but the number one tip is to plan your day. Like I said, some people do it at night, some people do it in the morning, whatever works for you, but to really sit down and think about what needs to get done today, what's urgent, what time do I have to sit and plan? And so then when demands come up, issues come up, you can better gauge what quadrant they might fit into, better gauge where you want to spend your time, and hopefully continue to cut down on those things that are not urgent and not important where we tend to slip in there when we don't have a plan, when we don't have goals for the day. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes, go through some more tips for time management. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. You've heard of good things coming in packages. Well, maybe there's a little more to that saying, but when you think about it, packaging is one of the most important things that can represent your business. Tune in to Ditch the Box with host David Marinak. Each week, we'll discuss flexible packaging, marketing, sales, and how it all comes together in one container. Lower costs, increase margins, listen to the show. It might just save you a ton. Ditch the Box is heard live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Business. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. tuned into the career confidant with Marie Zimanoff. 
If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. Today we're talking about time management. So we talked a little bit about the 15 ways that we waste time. And we talked a little bit about the Eisenhower matrix for categorizing things that we need to do as urgent, important, or some combination of those two things. So we've got this idea of, all right, we're going to make a plan whether that's in the morning or at night. And there are, of course, a lot of different things that you can use to do that, right? A lot of different types of organizers. You might have a calendar. You might create some kind of a plan in your day timer. But there's some process that you can go through at the beginning of the day, at the end of the day, to really think through what makes sense to do tomorrow. And, you know, I'm a big fan of written plans. I think there's something to writing that helps people process whether, you know, typing can can do it. Um, I was working with an assistant a while ago who sent me what, she called a triage plan. So every day you had this plan where it was, you know, your major commitments, the things that you needed to do to fulfill those commitments. So those might be those things that are important but not urgent and creating some structure there to get those things done. Emails or letters to write, right? Who are you going to stay in contact with? Again, something that might not be urgent, but we know it's important to maintain those relationships. My gotawanas is those things that you want to do for yourself, right? So if it's exercise, go to the store, those self-care things that can slip out of the need to do when they really do need to get done for your self-care. So thinking about that plan, just one of the the ways that, that you could plan, it whatever works for you, right? I also had this daily questions sheet. What do you need to work on today? What meetings do you have today? How will you reward yourself today? That was a good one. Probably not with food. We all tend to do that. It's not really that great for us, right? How can you leverage your time today? Maybe how could you leverage your team today so that you're tracking your activity? So whatever it is for you. So how might you decide what things are most important for you? Well, one of the articles that I found that I liked talked about for a week recording conversations and activities. So really tracking how much you actually get done, right? It's kind of scary. It'll probably not be as good as you'd like it to be, but it'll help you see what are you doing, right? So for a whole week, could you track what you what you did? 
maybe in half hour increments, whatever works for you. But to really look at what am I getting done today and how might you adjust that in the future? It's that kind of evaluate before you create the plan or evaluate before you put in some kind of structure because you may see right away some things that you could do differently. So we go through, we create this log of, of what we've done, right? Then we've got to create a plan. Well, obviously we want to spend our time doing the things that are important, whether they're urgent or important or not urgent and important. So we can create our, our schedule, we can create a calendar, and again, this is the thing that I know I should do, but it's hard to make yourself do, to schedule, actually put in your schedule time for those important things that aren't urgent, right? So that you are scheduling that you're going to do those things. Personal things, exercise, med- meditating, making dinner, eating lunch, or work things, strategizing, writing, all those things that can tend to not be urgent, even though they're important. So that'll help with the plan. How might we do this, right? So if something needs to get done, if it's important, then we need to have a time limit for it. And people are are using technology to do this, right? There are technologies that can alert you when you've been sitting with a little Fitbit or whatever it is. So I'm going to spend an hour working on X task, and I know that in an hour my Fitbit will buzz and tell me that it's time to get up and move around. There are actual apps on your phone. You could just set a timer on your phone or an egg timer whatever it is that works for you, but knowing that you're going to spend X amount of time doing this helps get you done, right? And especially if you tend to be on the perfectionist side of things, if you know that you only have a certain amount of time to get something done, then you've got to finish and move on. So when you're doing those things, You might want to schedule it, and and a lot of the articles suggested to schedule things to be early. Then you can do the whole under-promise and over-deliver, because you'll target yourself to be done before it's supposed to be done. How novel is that for some of us, right, who like to rush at the end? Create that feeling of the rush for yourself earlier, right? Create your own deadline That is a creativity strategy. It's a personality trait, and that's okay, right? It's okay for your creativity to come at the end of the time allotment. So it's then up to you to create that earlier, to set that deadline for yourself earlier so that you're not late because the creativity came at midnight the night before it was due. Creativity came the midnight before the night before it was due because you had said that you'd get it to somebody that day or whatever it is that will help you move the project forward faster. And creative types tend to have more trouble with those things. So putting in some structures that help you might be more important. 
All right. So we've talked about time. We've talked about scheduling. One of the things that I found in one of the articles and as I was talking about, right, we don't get more time. But think about this. If you went to bed a little earlier and got up an hour earlier, you might not lose much sleep and you would probably get more productivity. One of the things that, and all of us are different, but in general, when we get to sleep earlier, we sleep better, right? You sleep better before midnight than you do, or you sleep, yeah, sleep better before midnight than you do after. So going to bed earlier, waking up earlier can equal more productivity. Again, we're all different, but you might try that. Touching things once. So we talked about that with email, but also important for the papers around our office to create a system for yourself organizationally where you're only touching things once. Worst part for me of these is junk mail at home, right? That junk mail that it's not the kind that you could just get rid of. It's those magazines that you want to read or whatever it might be. But figuring out a system for yourself to get those things in an organized fashion. Your inbox, right? How do you just touch those things once so that you know you're being as productive as possible and you know what to do with those things that come into your office and you can take the time to stop and figure out what to do if you are getting something new into your inbox, right? So last thing here, let's talk about we've been looking at time and how we spend our time. Office hours. So these interruptions, and and people say this in different ways, but plan for those interruptions. Whether that's you're going to plan more time to get something done than you know it will take because you know you'll have an interruption. Whether it's that you're going to put your phone on, on silent and you'll call people back after you're done whether you're going to tell your office that these are the hours that you're open or whether it's that you're going to put a do not disturb sign on the door when you really do need to get work done and you can keep your open door policy while still giving yourself some ability to focus. It's that idea of getting rid of distractions, whether it's email or your phone buzzing, right? How can you put your head down and get some time get some time to work you know I know people who work from home so that they can have that ability to focus and that may be the reality in your office you might look at other ways to do that whether it's scheduling or a sign on the door or whatever it is that helps you control a little bit of your your focus and then of course and I like this one when people do stop by. If it's an issue, it's, it might be an issue and you might have to sit down. But when people do stop by, stand up and have that kind of stand up meeting, right? That was all the rage for a little while, maybe a couple years ago, was this idea of a stand up meeting. You're not going to typically spend more time talking about something that you need to. Whereas if you sit down and people get comfortable and you start chewing the fat, it's that idea of you're up, you're, you're 
standing and you only have a few minutes, right? So even when people are stopping by your office, if that makes sense and if it if it works, try standing up and talking to that person versus letting them sit down and getting comfortable in your office might be a little way to change your approach with someone without being rude or saying, I don't have time to talk with you right now. Gives them that verbal and physical sign that you're willing to talk with them, but you don't have a whole bunch of time. So whether you're taking control of your time at work, you're taking control of your time at home, limiting those distractions and finding systems to do that is kind of on one side. And then on the other side, those structures that help you condense the amount of time you're spending on something, whether that's a timer or your your Fitbit that's going to tell you to get up and move around. You really want to make sure that you're in control of those devices, not the other way around, that they're not interrupting you when you're trying to work, but they are helping you set time, set boundaries so that you can get things done. And there's some great technologies out there that you can use to do that. So we're going to come back. We're going to talk about a, a few of the last things to do to improve your time management. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Conversations concerning money can be a bit daunting. There can be limitations with building wealth. And in general, people don't want to discuss their money until now. Listen each week for Conversations with Money featuring Franco Caligiuri and Marissa Sipolinski. Our guests make money the conversation piece. How to build and maintain wealth, working with charities, and money and family members. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we've been talking about time management talked a little bit about email and technology 
finding that balance between using technology to help you manage your time and making sure that your technology is not managing you. Talked a little bit about the Eisenhower decision or planning matrix, thinking about things being urgent and important, and how really that can help us decide what we're going to delegate and what we're going to say no to, right? And I think that those things are probably the biggest if you're working, especially if you're a leader, definitely in managing your time, prioritizing not only just the things you need to do, but really being able to identify those things that you can delegate because they are urgent, but not as important, or those things that you should say no to because they aren't urgent or important, or maybe they are, they're not important. Someone else thinks they're urgent, but they're not really urgent. How can you make those distinctions? So the more you get into using that, maybe as you're planning at the end of the day or at the beginning of the day, it will help you make those decisions a little quicker as you're hit during the day with other things that someone wants to add to your list, right? So a few things before we go to think about at the end of your day, at the end of your day. One Well, and I guess this is not the end of your day, but this is for your events, right? If you have a a meeting or a training call that you're going on to or a call with a client to do kind of this mini plan before each of those. So to really think about, okay, what's going on here? Why am I on this call? Why am I going into this meeting? And then to be engaged while you're in it. Right? Some of those things we talked about at the very beginning, we're not listening, not really being engaged. When we don't do those things, then we can't leverage other people, we can't get really good ideas, and we're not really learning, right? So prepare, engage, and then act. So schedule five to ten minutes after a meeting, after a call, after a, a training program, to put together a plan of how you're going to use that information, right? Otherwise, you just wasted that that time on the phone or you wasted your time in that meeting because if it's not going to make a difference, it doesn't matter. And if you find that you're going to meetings and you don't have any action items afterwards, then you probably shouldn't be going to those meetings, right? Talk to your boss, talk to your team and say, you know, I realized when I left this meeting last week, I didn't have any action items. Did I miss something? Because if I didn't have any action items, then maybe it doesn't make sense for me to be in these meetings. That's a good a good measure, right? So if you're going into something during your day to really think about what you need to get out of it, what's your plan for that event, that meeting, that training, that call, and then planning times ap- time afterwards to take that action. Another thought when you're doing your planning for the day is to batch activities together that that might go together or to at least think about how your the flow of your day is going to go. If you need to make a whole bunch of calls and then you need to do some writing and then you're going to do some, you know, talking to an employee, what's the best flow, right? For me, if I'm going to be 
doing this radio show and then I need to write something, well, it's probably going to be where I've got a lot of creativity right afterwards. Whereas before the show, I need to be planning or doing the research. And then after the show, I can write. So thinking about that flow of how your day is going to work, what ideas will lead into the next activity so that you get some flow in your day, some flow in your creativity. Thinking about, and I like these these two, although I'm not real great at the last one, but we'll talk about it anyways. Completing at least one task per day. So when people have a lot of stress, one of the things that you'll hear a counselor or somebody tell them is to do something where you can see visual progress. A lot of our stress comes from feeling like we're turning and turning and turning but never getting anywhere or never creating anything, right? We're just churning. And so each day make sure that you finish something and that you acknowledge to yourself that you finished it, right? That you're seeing some kind of progress somewhere. And if you're looking for a way to reduce stress, right, that's a great way to do it. Something where there's visual progress. Weeding your garden, cleaning your house, whatever it is that, that you might do where you can see visual progress. But take that into your workday. Take that into your job search. What are you doing every day to complete something? I applied to this many jobs today, or I sent this many emails to network. If I'm at work, you know, I know I accomplished these tasks today. And make sure you do that every day. Acknowledge that you've completed something. And then clean your desk every day before you leave. Finish a task, get the work off your desk. If it's unfinished, file it for the next day. Right? We live with a lot of clutter. And those of you who are like me that aren't clean desk people, you may this may look different for you, right? It might be neater piles at the end of the day versus a clean desk. But really to plan, and this would go more into planning at the end of the day rather than the beginning, but to think about what you've accomplished and then what really do you need to do tomorrow by organizing your desk. It's a kind of a visual of your mind, right? That that organizing of the external help you realize what is really going on internally and how you can better organize that. So I know you've heard most of these things today. You might pick one thing that you're going to do tomorrow, whether it's creating your plan or whether it's only looking at your email three times tomorrow, morning, noon, and right before you leave. Just pick one thing to do differently and see how that helps you move better through your day. How can you be in more control of the time that you spend, the tasks that you actually complete? Or maybe tomorrow you want to start that evaluation to start tracking how you spend your time so that you can better make those decisions and create some processes that will help you be more effective and productive. As time is one of those things we cannot ever have more of, and as work will expand to fill whatever time you give it, I hope that you will 
make a change so that you can balance and and spend your time the way you want to spend it versus spending it in a time spending your time in a way that you don't realize how you're spending it which is I think where most of us end up at the end of a busy day not knowing what we got done today or where where our time was spent if we can take just a little bit more control over that we'll be happier less stressed and more productive So thank you for joining us here at The Career Confidant. We've got some great shows coming up for you later this month, looking at branding with the author of Personal Branding for Dummies, Susan Chitron. And we'll also be talking to Kathy Keschenberg, an expert in blue-collar resumes for resumes for the rest of us. So we've got some great shows coming up. hope you'll continue to tune in here at The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.